0: You are listening to Pandora's Box Radio with Kalia LaRoche. For more information about my products and services, counseling, coaching, hypnotherapy, books, and audios, please visit narcissismfree.com or pathbacktoself.com. Hello and welcome to Pandora's Box. This is Kalia. And today, the topic of our podcast is the return of the light. When I used to do my live broadcast on Pandora's Box many years ago, I always did a winter solstice episode, which is my holiday season special. Today, I'd like to revisit the theme of the winter solstice, which is the longest, darkest day and night of the year, preceding what I like to refer to as the rebirth of the sun. Now we can look at the rebirth of the sun in two ways. One is the actual sun, S-U-N, that illuminates the earth and is returning to the western hemisphere, shining more and more hours per day as we move from the winter solstice to the summer solstice. The other way to view the term the rebirth of the sun is The S-O-N, because this is Christmas time where Christians all over the world celebrate the birth of the Son of God, the Christ. Some spiritual beliefs see this as a time of the rebirth of the inner Christ or the Christ light within. This suggests that we remember on a deeper level that we are the light of the world and it is our greatest purpose in life to shine. We may have different religious and spiritual beliefs, but one thing we can all agree on is that the winter solstice marks basically the shortest, darkest day of the year. And from this day forward until June, the days get longer and the nights shorter. There are many reasons that I love the winter solstice. One of them being that the daylight time will begin to get longer each day. The other is that the tradition of Christmas lights was actually born of the winter solstice. The Yule log and candles on the evergreen trees were originally pagan winter solstice traditions, but were adopted by early Christians in celebration of Christmas, which is only a few days later. Now, both pagan lighting traditions and Christmas traditions meld together to form an entire season of evergreen trees, the scent of pine, colorful lights, the giving of gifts, and baking of delicious cookies and other treats. These are a few of my favorite things that get me through the dark of winter, filling my home with lights, candles, and the scent of soups and banana bread. But there is much more to the solstice than what meets the eye. And this year, something even more phenomenal than usual. Back in the year 2012, the winter solstice on December 21st was thought to be the end of the Mayan calendar, which marked the end of an age and the beginning of a new age. This time was thought to be the end of a 26,000-year cycle marked by a grand alignment of planets. This date, the sun aligned with the center of the Milky Way galaxy, which only happens once every 25,772 years, not quite a full 26,000 years. Every decade or so, we tend to have a doomsday end-of-world prophecy. We had Y2K in the year 2000, and then we had the end of the Mayan calendar in 2012 that many felt would be a cataclysmic event, and this year, 2020, is the next end-of-world prophecy. However, the world never ends. It simply changes. We need not worry about Doomsday on December 21st, 2020, But this is a powerful astrological time. Before 2020 comes to a close, Jupiter and Saturn will be so close that they will appear to form a double planet. The Great Conjunction, as the planetary alignment has come to be known, hasn't occurred in nearly 800 years the 2020 conjunction is especially rare. The planets haven't been observed this close together since medieval times in 1226. Aligning with the winter solstice on December 21st, 2020, the two planets will be just 0.1 degrees apart, less than the diameter of a full moon. Now, back on December 16th, Saturn moved into Aquarius, and on December 19th, Jupiter will follow. On December 21st, they will come together to form the Great Conjunction, so this is a really powerful astrological event. Every 2150 years, approximately, we have a new astrological age. The Age of Aquarius is the name for the approximately 2,000 year astrological cycle that starts a new age on Earth. It's an era of brotherly love, humanitarianism, ideals, peace, visionary spirituality, technology, and science. If you're old enough, you might remember the song. Aquarius, by the band, the fifth dimension. They sing these words, When the moon is in the seventh house, and Jupiter aligns with Mars, then peace will guide the planets, and love will steer the stars. This is the dawning of the age of Aquarius. Now, although the actual beginning of the Aquarian age can be debated, It is hopeful to think we're entering a time period known as the Golden Age of Peace. It doesn't seem very peaceful right now, but with all astrological events and time periods, it takes some time to move into a new age. We don't immediately enter an age and find ourselves at peace. What really happens is That the old ways simply aren't working anymore. And this paves way for new technologies and new ways of doing things. 2020 has been said by many to be a year from hell. It started like any other year. It was the beginning of a new decade. And many were hopeful that it would be a positive new beginning. But by March, the pandemic was in full swing and the world went dark. This is a year we faced some of our darkest moments. As a collective, we faced our fear of death. We faced loneliness, isolation, economic collapse, lockdowns, separation from loved ones, and the intense political environment causing mass division among us. Perhaps all the insanity we've experienced this past year marks the crumbling of the old systems, the old paradigm. I talked in previous episodes about the collective dark night of the soul we're entering into. It was a time that we all would be facing our greatest fears, our dragons and inner demons. We may have been able to distract ourselves from our inner demons, the dark shadows within us, in the past. But that time is coming to an end. It will be more and more difficult for people to avoid facing their shadow. The shadow just gets bigger and more powerful until we acknowledge its presence. I've always seen the winter, especially around the time of the solstice, as a time to do some deep inner work. It's a time where the world outside our window is quiet and still. It's a time where the snow falls and the cold air keeps people indoors, especially at night. What I see happening now is forced change is upon us. We're still in the middle of the pandemic, not really knowing when there will be an end in sight. Many believe this is not a natural-occurring virus, but was manufactured and used as a type of bioweapon. And if this is the case, there's a whole lot more going on behind the scenes than meets the eye. There are concerns for our freedom and deep concerns about the narcissistic political systems and agendas that we're steeped in, not just in the United States, but globally. We're also in a health crisis, not just because there's a pandemic, but because the mainstream diet is really toxic and unhealthy, resulting in huge increases in disease and obesity. Also, our emotional health is causing physical health issues. There's a spiritual and moral crisis And so many people have made money, wealth, and power their God. We seem to worship narcissism in our culture. So many are spiritually and morally bankrupt. We also have a huge increase in depression stemming from social isolation and lack of purpose in life. Another huge issue we're facing Is that we seem to be abandoning our social connection in favor of living in a virtual reality where we connect on social media, entertain ourselves online, and text rather than talk. As we go into the deep of winter, we're in a time where retreating inward is needed in order to face the darkness within. We need to all be looking inward for how these challenges I'm talking about are affecting us personally. We need to consider making some positive changes. Most of us don't have a lot of control to change what's happening out there in the world, but we can change our inner world. And as more and more of us change our inner worlds, we see this change reflected in our outer world. As we enter a new age, there's an energy shift, and that shift moves us to transform ourselves. Collectively, we're moving from the caterpillar to the butterfly, and we're currently in the period of metamorphosis. In the metamorphosis process, there's no going back to what you once were. The old life is ending. The new has not yet begun. If you find yourself being kicked out of your former life, steeped in narcissism, toxicity, and pain, don't see it as you're being unworthy of being a caterpillar. See it instead as your destiny towards greatness. You were meant to be so much more than a caterpillar. It's not that there's anything wrong with being a caterpillar. It's only that the old has outgrown its form. My guess is that the caterpillar doesn't just decide one day that it's finished being a caterpillar. No, the metamorphosis process is part of its blueprint, and he doesn't really have a choice in the matter. It simply begins to happen. He's kicked out of his life as a caterpillar and enters into the womb of transformation, not fully understanding or knowing what he is to become. As we are all forced into this dark winter of the soul, it's time for us to embrace the transformational process that is underway. We aren't going to return to who we were before the pandemic or who we were a decade ago. There's no going back. We're going forward, and we're in the womb of transformation. What we envision and believe can have a profound effect on what we create. And so to envision yourself in the metamorphosis process on your way to becoming your greatest self is an important part of your evolutionary process. When it's cold and dark in the outside world, it's time to retreat within, to bring your attention to what is truly going on, on the deep inner levels of your being. It's time to face your fears, to listen to your intuition, to imagine the life you would truly love to live and be willing to slay the dragons that stand between you and your greatest life. This time in particular is also an important time to stand up for yourself and what you believe to be right. And only you know what this looks like. We're not to be passive and deny what is happening in the world. It's up to those of us who are awakening into the new paradigm to step into our power and create the world we want to live in. This may mean saying no to the narcissistic forces that are trying to control and shape where we go in effort to further their own toxic agendas. It's important to take back our power and listen strongly to our own intuition or inner guidance so that we're not led astray or forced to go against what we believe to be right. It's important to remember that what is right for you may not be right for your neighbor. It may not be right for other family members and even for your closest friends. This isn't really about what's right or wrong out there in the world as much as it's about what feels right for you and what action you can take personally to step into alignment with your own morals, values, and positive beliefs. What I've found to be true for myself during this time is that it isn't time to force my will in life in any way. It isn't time for me to make big plans for the future or for my business. I keep thinking I should be doing this or that and spending my energy more productively. But what I've been hearing is it's time to stop, to relax, and to listen. It's time to breathe. It's time to go within and be in the solitude of yourself. It's not time to make your influence known as much as it is a time to really listen to what inspires me from the deepest place. I started my business narcissism free purely on inspiration. I did not plan to start this business. I simply followed the inner call. I did what I was inspired to do. And everything unfolded in divine order and perfection. Lately, I haven't felt this same kind of inspiration in my life. I'm not being guided to write another book or teach a course, even though a part of me feels that I should. It's not time for me to be busy in the outside world. I'm here for the clients who find their way to me and I enjoy working with them. However, I've never had to go out and find them. I simply share what I'm inspired to share, and they find me. Sometimes when things slow down a bit, I'm concerned that people will no longer find me or value what I have to offer. But then I remember I wasn't really the one who started this business. I simply followed inspiration, and I can't be attached to outcomes. I can only continue to follow inspiration. Following inspiration is similar to what the late mythologist Joseph Campbell called following your bliss. You follow what lights your fire from within. But we can't follow what lights our inner fire if our inner fire is not burning. And this is where the inner work comes into play. Doing the inner work leads us to our inner fire, our inspiration. The word inspiration suggests that we are in spirit. This means that we're in unity with the God force, with spirit, love, or whatever you want to call this divine energy. When we're connected on deep inner levels to that fire of passion, that inspiration, we're guided to express from our deepest, most true self. As we step into this new age, as we awaken to our true selves, we express our heart's desire and live according to our deepest truth. We embrace the light within. We become the light of the new world. And I feel there can be no greater purpose on earth right now than for us to take the inner journey, the hero or heroine's journey from the head to the heart to the awareness of the soul and the expression of its brilliance you and i we're here for a purpose that purpose isn't so much in what we do for a living but what we are radiating from within our deepest selves we've come here to be the light in a time of darkness we're here to usher in a new age of light Each of us must light that candle within ourselves, and one by one the world becomes not only brighter, but warmer. If you would like a spiritual practice that you can do through this winter solstice period, and even through the darkness of winter for those of you in the western hemisphere, try lighting a candle staring into the flame, and breathe deeply from your belly. And as you do this, repeat several times, I am the light. Consider this as not only a proclamation, but a call to the divine light to occupy your being in a big way. Sit in the silence of yourself meditating on the light of the candle and imagining that flame burning within you, burning away all that is not you, leading you to the butterfly you are becoming and leading the world to its greatest transformation. This is an excellent time to embrace the traditions and rituals that you love, light candles, string lights, make soup, bake cookies, watch Hallmark Christmas movies, if this is your thing. I've I've gotten into that lately. It's just a fun, lighthearted thing to do. And reach out to friends that you haven't talked to in a while. Give the gift of yourself and always remember that you are a gift. Happy winter solstice, Merry Christmas, and Happy New Year. May 2021 be the year of our most glorious transformation. I want to thank you for listening. And if you would like more information on me and my work, please visit my websites, narcissismfree.com and pathbacktoself.com. Have a great day and we'll see you in the next podcast.